Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pawn, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 21. Score point for the other guys. She's not here! Katie was walking towards her most favorite class in the whole world when she was distracted by Candace's thoughts. Who's not there? Jackie Oakland. I thought I just wasn't seeing her. I have her in third hour. She's not coming into class. She's really not here. Katie stopped just outside the English class, not wanting to go in just yet. Maybe she's late. No, the bell rang. She's not coming in. Katie looked up as her school's bell rang, announcing she was late for class. Why does something always happen during third hour? She peeked into the classroom. Both Tyler and Lizzie were watching her. She quickly moved out of sight so Miss Smith couldn't see her. Katie, are you there? Candace reached out impatiently. Yeah, I'm here. I've been having that tingling feeling all day. It's getting stronger. I'm afraid she's out there, all by herself. Katie recognized the panic in Candace's thoughts and gave a sigh. I'm on my way. Thrusting her book bag on her shoulders, Katie started walking down the hall. Katie, wait up. She turned to see Tyler running up behind her. I want to come too, he blurted out. I appreciate your offer, but I don't think it's a good idea. He raised his eyebrows. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you're only going to slow me down. Tyler nodded, looking down at his feet. She reached out and patted his arm. I'm sure it won't be long. Mr. Sanders, Miss Johnson, aren't you supposed to be in class? Katie closed her eyes. This could not be happening. Turning, she faced the principal. I need to leave, Mr. Davis. I don't think so, Miss Johnson. You turn around and go to class or face the consequences. Katie stood there weighing her options. Every time she tried to be respectful to this man, he ran over her. Frankly, she was sick and tired of the threat of consequences. Slowly turning back down the hall, she started walking away. Miss Johnson, you will come with me. No, Mr. Davis, I need to leave. Walking into the office, she signed herself out. The reason for leaving, she left blank. Her heart thumping, she turned back around and walked out. Mr. Davis was standing in the same spot she had left him. You need to learn the proper respect. Respect goes both ways, Mr. Davis. She walked out of the building. Reaching her car, she flew out of the parking lot, her back tires squealing behind her. Consequences be damned, she thought in disgust. It took 30 minutes to reach Central High. She pulled into the pull-around. Candace ran out and jumped into the passenger seat. Do you have any idea where we should start looking? I think so. Do you feel that tingling sensation? It's coming from that direction. Candace pointed to her right. Katie had been so pent up about her run-in with the principal, she hadn't felt anything. Leaning back and relaxing, she felt the stirrings. Yeah, I feel it. Putting her car in drive, she started driving slowly. Taking a few turns, 
She ended up on the edge of some kind of park. Getting out of the car, the two girls started walking towards the wooded area. They went just beyond a swing set when they heard a cat-like scream. Both girls started running towards the woods. Taking off the clothes as fast as they could, they changed and took off. The tingling waves built up into a crescendo, then stopped. Running as fast as they could, eventually they entered a small clearing. This is where Jackie had changed. Human footprints entered the clearing. Dirty snow and mud showed the place where she had rolled around in the snow. Large tracks of another cat came from the east, circled, and even resting a few times. Two sets of tracks left the clearing together. Katie smelled the other animal's scent. Relief washed through her when the evil, pungent smell was a little stronger than Jackson. Score one more for the other guy, she thought to herself. She didn't see any reason to follow the tracks. Turning, she headed back. The two girls dressed in silence. Going back to the car, Candace turned the heater up high. She started sobbing. Katie didn't know how to comfort her. We're not going to be able to save everyone. My fault, Candace said between sobs. No, it's not your fault. Look, we don't know what just happened. She didn't die. We didn't see a body. They walked off together, just like you and I did when I came and got you. Candace looked up, a small frown forming. I don't remember walking off with you. That's because you passed out. I had to drag your sorry butt all the way to my house. Candace laughed softly. I didn't handle changing well, did I? Nobody handles changing well. Candace looked out into the trees. Do you know what the hardest thing about all of this is? Yes. Candace quickly glanced towards Katie. Being naked all the time? Yep. Katie sat back in the seat. It's only going to get worse. How's that? Katie chuckled. Tyler's going to be naked all the time. Oh, crap. I didn't think of that. Katie couldn't help grinning over the comical frown on Candace's face. Yeah, well, I'm sure Lizzie has. Katie got back to school when lunch was getting over. She felt pretty good about only missing one class. Sitting in seventh hour, the tingling sensation began running up and down her spine. Just to make sure, she followed the sensation. She quietly stood outside the boys' restroom until Tyler walked out. His face was wet. She didn't know if he was sweating or if he threw water in his face. It didn't matter. He was on the verge of changing. It was a good thing it was Friday. If they were lucky, they could be completely done by Monday morning. If I see that boy naked one more time, I'm going to scream, Sam said in a hushed voice. I know it's not his fault. It just seems he is having a little harder time controlling himself than the rest of you. Katie glanced out at the falling snow. Maybe we're not handling this very well, she said softly. If it were me, I'd be mortified if I kept flashing my naked body in a room full of guys. We're here too. I know why we're here. But it's obvious Tyler is a loner. When Candace and I were running through the woods, it almost killed him to ask for help. Candace leaned in. The only thing he said was, hurry. Now we're all here trying to help and support him. But maybe all he needs is to be alone. Katie looked back out at the falling snow. I believe the dangerous time when seekers would have come for him is past. Let's go home. Give the guy some space. Hearing footsteps, Katie looked up to see Tyler walking into the room. A sheet was draped around his shoulders, toga style. He stopped dead when he saw all the girls huddled together whispering. 
He nonchalantly leaned up against the wall, his eyes hooded. He acted as if he didn't have a care in the world. Katie believed it was all an act. He did care that they were talking about him. Smiling towards him, slowly standing straight, Tyler swaggered towards them. Sitting down, he cocked his head to one side. Tyler, we've been thinking. Katie reached over and touched his shoulder. Maybe you wouldn't mind being alone until you conquer changing. Tyler raised his eyebrows. We have never had any problem with seekers after the original change, Katie found herself explaining. That's when the tingling sensation goes away. So I believe you'll be relatively safe here. Do you think you'll like that? Sam interjected. Or would you like us to stay? Relief washed over Tyler's face, his features relaxing into the first smile Katie had seen in the last 24 hours. You would like us to go? Katie wanted to clarify. A definite nod. Sam got up and started putting on a coat. Okay, that settles it. We need to leave before the storm gets any worse. Katie reached over and started grabbing her homework. We will check on you every day. We'll take turns to make sure you have enough fuel and supplies. Candace started grabbing her things and throwing them in a bag as fast as she could. Lizzie was the only one still not moving. She was staring longingly towards Tyler. Katie could tell she wanted Tyler to ask her to stay. Not wanting to embarrass her friend, she decided to start packing Lizzie's things too. When everything was packed, she grabbed Lizzie's coat, placed it on her shoulders, and pushed her out the door. A final wave and they were all headed down the rutted road. A smiling Tyler standing in the doorway. Katie gave a sigh of relief. She was glad she was going home. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pond, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again. Have a great day.